with the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. Back to throw is Darnold, looks left, has time, looks over the middle, fires one down the left sideline, towards the end zone, Robbie Anderson, he's got it, that's a Jet touchdown. Darnold takes the snap, looks right, throws right up the middle, he's got the ball pal, in stride at the 15, at the 10, he's into the end zone, that's a Jet touchdown. Sam Darnold hit him in stride. Winning a Super Bowl is everyone's goal, everyone on the team wants to win a Super Bowl. Short of that is a failure, and whatever my role is, I'm going to start in that role to work us towards that Super Bowl. One, two, three, and the home of the This is the Gang Green Nation Podcast with Michael Dania. Hello, and welcome back to the Gang Green Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Nania, and the New York Jets moves in the primetime spotlight on Saturday afternoon at MetLife Stadium, 29-22 to the Houston Texans. Sam Darnold plays a phenomenal game throughout. Didn't get a lot of help from a supporting cast in this one. Uh, Robbie Anderson and Chris Herndon played really well, but he's without Isaiah Crowell, who's going to miss the rest of the season, without Quincy Inunua, uh dealt with drops throughout this game. But Sam Darnold came out, and this was, this was probably his best game of the year. Pre- previously, before this game, you'd probably go with his game against the Colts back when the Jets were three and three in week six. But this game, even though statistically it didn't beat that performance, this was definitely his best performance of the year in terms of the type of the types of throws he was making, the situations he's making them in. In this game, the Jets helped Darnold out less than their usual league worst level. He's throwing from third and fourth and long more often than his already league leading average. His season average for percentage of his total pass plays coming on third and fourth down and long is 13.3%. And in this Houston game is 14%. So he was dealing with as many tough situations as he has been all season. Uh, the Jets were stuffed on in the early down run game as much as they have been this year. Uh, the Jets have been stuffed on first and second down in the run game for no gain or less about 25% of the time this year, which is the worst in the league. And in this game with Isaiah Crowell out, the Jets were stuffed 32% of the time. So the circumstances were as bad as they've been all year for Darnold, but he came out he started developing some really great chemistry with Robbie Anderson. He mitigated the pressure, got out on the move, made some really amazing throws on the run. We saw the touch that made him the number three pick in the draft and potentially the number one pick. Obviously, he fell the Jets, but the the touch throws that he was making at USC is what got him to the top of the 2018 draft. His ability to make off-schedule plays and be able to create something out of nothing is the magical ability that got him to the Jets, and made him one of the most exciting prospects in that draft. So we're going to talk about some of the plays that he made in this game, and there were a lot of impressive plays in this game, probably his best highlight reel of the season, and hopefully over these last couple games against two mediocre defenses and the Packers and the Patriots, maybe Darnold could get a few more plays like this and a couple more great performances. But this game against Houston, against a solid defense in the Texans and competing head-to-head, against Deshaun Watson, one of the other star young quarterbacks in the league, was phenomenal to watch and definitely a very promising performance going forward. Watching this game, I did not expect to be as into Jets games at this point of the season after that six-game losing streak, after all the Bulls madness. I did not expect to be as into these games as I was for this Houston game. I was going insane watching Darnold making these plays. It It was just fun to watch, and it's hopeful. He's making plays that we haven't seen Veteran quarterbacks make Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, 
plays that we haven't seen Jets quarterbacks make in a long time. He's 21 years old, the youngest week one starting quarterback ever. So the hope is there. And also just rewatching these plays from this Houston game. This game right now, it's Tuesday as I record this. This game happened three days ago, and I'm more audibly excited about these replays than I have been watching entire Jets games in recent years, many entire Jets games in recent years. So this, these plays were a ton of fun to watch. So let's go over some of Darnold's best plays in this game. Darnold with the shotgun takes the snap, drops back, looks right, scrambles, gets to the five-yard line, pop pass back in the end zone. That's caught for a Jet touchdown by Robbie Anderson. Sam Darnold improvising in the pocket. A little jump pass to Robbie Anderson. So as I mentioned, the scrambling ability, the ability to mitigate the pressure, get outside the pocket, and deliver money throws, really good, accurate, in-stride touch throws on the move outside the pocket after the play breaks down. This is this was one of Darnold's best abilities at USC, and we're now seeing it routinely week after week, especially in these last two games since Darnold's come back from injury. And this is one of my favorite plays from this game. So it's third and 10 here in the third quarter. The Jets are at their own 40-yard line. And this is a drive that eventually ends up in an Andre Roberts touchdown. So Darnold takes the snap, and he J.J. Watt is lined up on the left side of the Houston defense. So to Sam Darnold's right here. And Brent Qualley doesn't take him. Watt goes outside, and he's matched up with Elijah McGuire here, who doesn't seem to play this really well. So Darnold immediately looks in that direction, sees that Watt is going to be able to have a free lane to Darnold. So as soon as he takes the snap, Darnold is immediately scrambling to the left side of the field here. And the pressure is bearing down and bearing down on that side as well as Kelvin Beecham gives up some pressure on the left side. So Darnold is now about 11 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's got defenders on both sides of him. So he's in traffic, scrambling to the left, and he launches an absolute dart to Robbie Anderson for a 26-yard gain here to eventually set up this touchdown. And this is just beautiful. He immediately recognizes Watt is going to be able to get a free shot at him. So Instead of sitting there in the pocket, he immediately ditches it, extends the play, gets himself some space. And then this throw to Anderson is great. There are three defenders around Anderson. It looks like he's running a corner here from the left side. So a deep corner out. And there's not a lot of room to make this throw. There's an underneath defender playing zone about five yards shy of Anderson. There's a safety over the top. So the window here is really small. And he high points this ball, lets Anderson go up and get it where the defender in front can't reach it. So Anderson goes up and makes a really good high point grab here. So that was a phenomenal play from Darnold, just showcasing his ability to recognize pressure and be able to mitigate it and make sure he can extend the play, and give himself a chance of making something successful happen in spite of the pressure. So let's look at Darnold's first touchdown of this game. So first and goal at the Houston five yard line, 35 seconds to go in the first half here, and we've seen the Jets struggle to get two-minute drives going at times this season to close the first half with scoring drives, to make comeback scoring drives at the end of games. So, And especially with Darnold early in the season, we've seen some time management issues, just trouble getting these kind of drives going. But in this game, we absolutely saw Darnold start to get that going. He got in a rhythm, hit quick pass after quick pass to move the Jets down the field, and then for the second straight week, he finishes off a scoring drive with an amazing scramble drill we saw it last week where he threw the touchdown to Robbie Anderson on the incredible scramble and he does it again here so Darnold takes a snap and he drops back he looks right nothing's there so he steps up and it looks like Darnold could have a lane to rush this one in himself but the linebacker steps up so that lane is shut down Darnold would have no shot of putting that one in himself so he almost fakes the run 
jumps up, and he releases this ball with both of his feet in the air to Robbie Anderson in about the same spot as Anderson caught the touchdown last week. And it's a touchdown. Second straight week, Robbie Anderson scores in the red zone after not registering a catch over the first 12 games of the season. So Anderson and Darnold getting a connection going, and Darnold's just in the groove now. And the thing is, it's not happening because of the scripting going on around him, because of the plays that are being called. He's making it happen on his own. He's starting to see things and recognize when to take shots, when not to, which we talked about on the last show. And in this game, he threw the ball away a few times when nothing was there. And the shots that he did take outside the pocket were usually really good shots in which his ability to extend the play opened something up and created a legitimate opportunity that he could safely take advantage of, a play that definitely has some risk. There's always risk when you're outside the pocket throwing the ball into contested windows like he was in this game. But these were legit throws that he obviously is getting the confidence to understand that he knows he can make these throws. So he's getting outside the pocket and understanding when to take the shots, when not to. You can just see the confidence growing each and every week. And one guy that's helping him gain that confidence, in addition to Robbie Anderson, is fellow rookie Chris Herndon, who's really been turning it on recently. And you look at Herndon's production this year. Herndon caught for 53 yards in this game against the Texans. It was Herndon's fourth game of the season with at least 50-plus yards. It's tied for the eighth most 50-yard games by a rookie tight end since the turn of the century, and that total would be the same amount as Rob Gronkowski had in his rookie year and more than Zach Ertz, Antonio Gates, Jermaine Gresham, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Vernon Davis, George Kittle, Dustin Keller, among a bunch of other stud tight ends. So four 50-plus yard games already for Herndon as a rookie, and it doesn't seem like much, but it's pretty rare for a rookie to do in this modern NFL. Uh, There are a lot of tight ends back in the 80s, 70s when they were more featured than they have been recently who did a lot, but in this century, it's been really rare uh, since 2000. It's been really rare for rookie tight ends to rack up that many yards in their first years in the league, and Herndon's already racked up 450-plus yard games this season, which is more than a lot of eventual stud tight ends put together as rookies. So that's really promising for Herndon. So he made a couple of really impressive catches in this game, finishing off Darnold's scramble drill. So we'll look at this first one. Uh, It's before on this drive that eventually ends up with that Robbie Anderson touchdown. It's first and 10. Jets are at their own 34-yard line. Uh, Two minutes and 41 seconds to go in the game here. So Herndon is lined up slot left, actually. And Darnold drops back. Nothing's there. Slides out to his left. Drops in a dime to Herndon. And the thing I love about this play is back in week two in the Miami game, very similar play. There's nothing there. Darnold scrambled to his left and dropped a really good touch throw down the field over the defense into the hands of Chris Herndon with the defense around him. But it would have been a tough catch at that play, but it hit both of Herndon's hands and that ball just bounced off both of his hands for a drop. And it was a huge killer for the Jets as they tried to come back in that game. So at that point, Herndon took a lot of heat uh, for some of the mistakes he made in that game with drops, uh, with poor clock awareness in the at the end of the first half. So there were a lot of mistakes in that game from Herndon, but we're seeing him come full circle here within one season on this play. Like I said, Darnold, it's almost the same exact situation. Darnold scrambles left, Herndon adjusts his route, and this is a really tough contested catch. He takes a huge shot in the back as soon as he hauls in this ball, and he holds onto it. So it's a huge 16-yard gain here. So I, I really do think Herndon does have the potential to be at least a top 15, if not a top 10 all-around tight end. If you look at his receiving numbers uh, cumulatively since uh, the Colts game when he first started getting involved in the offense this year, he's been in that range, top 15, about maybe even top 10 
in terms of his receiving totals, his efficiency, and you add in his ability as a pass protector and his improving run blocking, he does have the potential, I do believe, to be a top 10, top 15 time, kind of tight end in this league. And in terms of his receiving ability, he's not a huge size beast like Rob Gronkowski. He's not a super athlete in the open field, but I think he's really smart and technically sound in the receiving game. He knows where to sit down in zones, and we've seen him now get this really good chemistry going with Darnold where he knows how to adjust his routes and create a window for Darnold to hit him on the run uh, in the improvisational game. So I think Herndon's got a great chemistry going with Darnold. I think his route running is good. He's smart against zones. He knows how to improvise when Darnold is improvising. So I'm really excited to see what Herndon can do uh, over the next few years for the Jets and going into 2019 and beyond. I think this could be one of McCagnan's best draft picks with the team. We'll see how long McCagnan sticks around. Obviously, that's another conversation for another time, but Herndon is looking like a really good hit, and I do think he's the kind of player whose rookie year production is the kind of production you can actually look at as promising and a sign that he is going to be able to live up to it and improve on it in the future. So that wasn't the only play from Herndon. Made three catches for 53 yards in this game. So looking at the second really impressive play from Chris Herndon in this game came later. It's third and eight. The Jets are at their own 41-yard line. Uh, 10 minutes ago here in the fourth quarter. And this is on the drive in which the Jets eventually scored a touchdown to take the lead. So this is a huge, huge third down conversion for Chris Herndon. So Herndon is lined up here as the Y on the right side. So Darnold takes a snap, fakes the handoff. Uh, he's looking for Herndon. It's not there. Scrambles out. And this is a phenomenal play from Darnold. He does a little pump fake to get J.J. Watt off of him, buy himself some space. And Bearing down on the sideline, launches this one deep, and Herndon, again, adjusting his route, getting downfield, creating separation to give Darnold a window to make this throw. Just really good awareness from Herndon, and then great hands to finish the finish the catch in traffic and pick up a 25-yard gain here. So Herndon runs the dig. It's not there. Two guys in zone defense are on him, and he adjusts, breaks up field, and it's a wide-open throw for Darnold. So this is, that, this is what makes me really excited about this Herndon-Darnold connection for the future, these two are on the same page. Darnold is a scrambling quarterback who's going to look to extend plays, and Herndon has figured out how to adjust to that and how to make himself an option for Darnold in these situations. So two really impressive plays from Herndon there, scramble, uh, adjusting his route and helping Sam Darnold finish off an improvised play. So we talked about a bunch of plays already, uh, four plays here, in which Darnold made a great play getting outside the pocket, but the reason this game was so great for Darnold is that it wasn't just outside the pocket. He made a few really good plays inside the pocket as well. Three receivers left. Robbie Anderson solo right. Darnold in the shotgun. McGuire to his right. Takes the snap. Three-man rush. Looks left. Fires left. End zone for Roberts. He's got it. That's a jet touchdown. Sam Darnold goes back shoulder. And Andre Roberts hauls it in for the score. So looking at some of the plays Darnold made, inside the pocket in this game. So this play is, there are 55 seconds ago in the first half here. It's right before the eventual touchdown to Robbie Anderson. So this plays to Anderson as well. It's a 26-yard gain on second and seven from the Houston 31-yard line to set up that five-yard Anderson scramble touchdown. So this is it, this was really subtle. It's something that I didn't notice watching it live, but uh, saw it re-watching it here. It's very, very subtle, hard to notice. It's quick, but it is a very impressive Kind of veteran move here from Darnold to set up this play. So the Jets have four wide, three to the left, one to the right. Robbie Anderson is the lone wide receiver outside 
on the right. So Darnold takes a snap here, and the Texans are in zone across the board. I believe they only rushed three guys here. So the Houston's ready for the pass here, and Anderson has to split between two guys in zone here. But Darnold makes a very subtle little shoulder fake here to the outside to take Tyron Matthew, a guy who the Jets pursued in the offseason prior to this season, and shakes Tyron Matthew, gets him to bite underneath on a throw to, I believe that's Chris Herndon underneath. So a little subtle shoulder fake from Darnold gets Tyron Matthew to drop a little bit from his zone, just enough to give Darnold a window to fire a laser into Robbie Anderson here, who's running a, a skinny post here, and he sits down in the middle of the field between the zone. But the shoulder fake from Darnold opens it up. Tyron Matthew dips a little bit, and he's got space to get this throw into Robbie Anderson. So little things like that, that Darnold's starting to get down from the pocket. So that wasn't the only great pocket play he made in this game. Also, the touchdown eventually to Andre Roberts was a really nice play. And John B. actually had a really good article on this at Gangrene Nation, in which he studied this play. So check this out if you haven't already. But so looking at this touchdown, it's third and five from the Houston 13-yard line. Third quarter here, nine minutes to go. Uh, Jets have three wide receivers out to the left. Uh, Herndon is the Y tied to the formation. Curse is in the slot. And Andre Roberts is outside. And credit to Roberts, who makes a really good play here. But he also had a key third, really good throw from Darnold. Uh, third down drop at another point in this game. And Darnold is playing now with punt returners as his wide receiver two out here. So just think about Keep that in mind when you're thinking about some of the things Darnold's doing at the end of the season here. So anyway, Roberts does make do a really good job on the sluggo route here, which is a slant and go. So he's going to fake the slant inside and then turn up field towards the back corner pylon. And he executes it really well. The Houston corner bites inside. So Roberts has space to go up the field. And Darnold, when Darnold winds up for this throw, Roberts isn't looking for the ball yet. He's only at about the seven yard line here. And this throw ends up about five yards deep into the end zone in a perfect spot for Roberts to easily look back and let it come, let it come into his chest and complete this for the touchdown. So beautiful, beautiful anticipation from Darnold letting this ball go. As soon as he sees Roberts win this route and the corner bite on that inside slant, he knows that he's going to have this. So perfect anticipation touch throw over the top. Very good accuracy here. And Roberts does haul in this one for after the drop earlier for the touchdown. Perfect throw, great anticipation, great touch. And it's throws like this that you have to make consistently, especially in the red zone, to be a really good NFL quarterback because the throws aren't always going to be wide open. You have to be able to make throws like this where you're anticipating releasing the ball before the receiver is open. So to see Darnold make throws like that are is very promising as we go into 2019, and hopefully we can see more of that over the last few games, and especially in the pocket because this throw was, like I said, from the pocket, Darnold not scrambling here. So to see him get his pocket play going, in this game and over the last two games he made had some flashes in the Buffalo game as well is really promising. So let's look at the last two plays of the game here. Not the last two plays, but two plays late in the game in which there were crucial incomplete passes that eventually led to the Jets losing this game. So this first play is fourth and 14, second to last drive of the game before for the Jets. There this is the first play after the two minute warning. This pass falls incomplete. So the Jets give the ball back to Houston and the Texans would uh, kick a field goal and the Jets would get it back one more time. But this is a key fourth and 14 for the Jets. Uh, just under two minutes ago, they're at their own 21. And Darnold makes a really good play here to potentially give the Jets a chance to extend this game. But a rare mistake by Robbie Anderson left him hanging. But 
On first watch, this just seemed like a heave that Darnold threw up, gave his guy a chance to make a play. He didn't make it. They move on. But this was actually a really phenomenal play. And even though it fell incomplete, it's you have to appreciate, appreciate how clutch this play was from Darnold. So he's got two receivers left, uh, two right. McGuire's in the backfield to his right. Anderson's wide left. So Darnold takes a snap here. Uh, checks left, checks right, nothing there. He's got pressure from his right. And as soon as he tries to scramble left, there's pressure in his face on the left too. So before he could get outside the pocket, he launches this one to Anderson downfield. And it looks like a jump ball, but you look at the replay here. Darnold high points this ball. Anderson is on the curl against the corner, one-on-one -on -one outside. And Darnold puts this ball, hits two Robbie Anderson hands here, puts the ball right in between Anderson's hands. And unfortunately, Anderson couldn't haul it in. He made... A very similar catch earlier on that first play I described in which Anders, uh, Darnold rolled left and threw a really beautiful high-pointed ball to Anderson, which he went up and got, but he can't haul this one in. But this is 4th and 14, pressure from both sides, key, crucial moment of the game. And Darnold did his job in this play. He gave Anderson his number one wide receiver a chance to make this play. Unfortunately, Robbie Anderson can haul it in, and it's a minor indictment on an otherwise phenomenal performance from Anderson and yet another sign that Darnold really needs a big bodied outside guy who can win jump balls uh, coming back towards the ball for him. Anderson can go get those deep balls and we're starting to see a connection with Anderson getting some of his short stuff going as teams start to respect his deep ball. So a connection is growing there and Anderson's a restricted free agent. The Jets definitely need to get Robbie Anderson back next year as he he's actually one of only about, I believe, eight wide receivers in the league along with some other elite guys, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hill, and Odell Beckham, to average 14-plus yards of reception for the third straight season this year. So Anderson is a good player. His deep ball is an elite tool, and we're finally starting to see him bounce off of that to get underneath production going. He's got some great chemistry developing with Darnold, but he just isn't going to win those balls on the outside coming back towards the quarterback. His yak game isn't great. His intermediate route running isn't great. So he's a good player. And the Jets definitely need to bring him back, but the Jets still need to try and get Darnold uh, a big-bodied receiver outside who could win those jump balls. So anyway, on this play, Darnold makes a phenomenal throw to give the Jets a chance on 4th and 14. Anderson comes down with it, and the Jets turn the ball over on downs. But the Jets did get the ball back later in this game with under a minute to go. And Darnold, again, gave the Jets a shot to get back in this game and make a clutch play in the waning moments with the team trailing. This is 1st and 10. Uh, the first first play after the Jets get the ball back, following a touchback on the kickoff. So they take over at their own 25. And Jermaine Curse here is slot right. And Darnold takes a snap. Curse is running a post up the seam. And it looks like the, the corner that was matched up with Curse at the snap, he drops into a shallow zone. And the, the linebacker on Curse's side picks him up. And Darnold makes a nice throw here. The, the linebacker's got his back to a play. Darnold makes this throw to Curse's inside shoulder. And it's in perfect position for Curse to do one of two things, at least fight for this ball and draw a pass interference with the linebacker with his back to the play, not looking at the football. Curse easily could have drawn a pass interference here if he came back for the ball because the linebacker, uh, not looking at the football, making a play on it, easily could have drawn a PI. And also, this is in a very good position to, it would be difficult, but Curse could come back to this ball, cross over the linebacker and make a play here towards the middle of the field on this ball. Darnold puts it in position to do that, but Curse's effort here, really questionable, and it's hard to figure out what he's trying to do. It, it's almost like Curse thought the linebacker was going to... He almost played this ball as if the linebacker was going to pick it off, even though the linebacker wasn't even looking at the ball. So Curse, instead of making a play on the football in a really good spot by Darnold, 
just kind of shoves at the defender for some reason, doesn't make an effort to play the football. And Curse has been really, really disappointing this season. His He's got the worst yards per target in the league among qualified receivers, one of the worst of all time since targets have been tracked. Curse is averaging only about 4.3 yards a target this season, one of the worst numbers among wide receivers ever since this stat has been tracked, I believe, since 1996. So very disappointing season production-wise and also with efforts like this, not even making an effort to reward Sam Darnold for a really smart, savvy touch throw in a clutch situation here. So disappointing effort from Curse. And also you could see immediately after this throw, the camera focused on Darnold on a replay, and you could see a visible... This is this is an angry reaction from Darnold. If you asked him post-game, if anybody asked him about this, I'm sure he would pit the blame on himself, because that's the kind of guy he is. He's never going to throw a teammate under the bus. But also, by the way, Curse did throw Darnold under the bus when Darnold went out, and Curse said that uh, Josh McCown was going to be able to run the offense faster, which obviously turned out to be completely false. But that's another story. But Darnold would never throw a teammate under the bus. If you asked him about this... He would put the blame on himself, but you could clearly see Darnold's reaction on this play. He is pissed off at Jermaine Curse for not making an effort for this play. He's staring straight at him. He does a little shoulder shrug here. He is, he's visibly angry here, and he has the right to be because Curse's effort this season has just fallen off a cliff. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's because he's tired of playing for a losing team. I don't know what it is, but Jermaine Curse this season... His effort has been embarrassing, and it's really hurt Sam Darnold, so he has every right to be very angry after this effort by Curse on a very well-thrown ball, a great adjustment by Darnold. And this is, you got to understand the post-snap read here, how good this is. The slot corner matched up on Curse, drops into a shallow zone, so Darnold sees that he's got Curse down the field one-on-one with the linebacker, and the linebacker is playing this deep, so the linebacker comes off the snap, and he's just running to the deep spot of the field with his back to the play, and Darnold sees that, so he puts this ball inside, and Curse easily could cross over on his inside shoulder and make a play in this football, but no effort from Curse. It's been a very disappointing season from him, so Darnold has every right to be angry at Curse, and like I said, pissed off as the camera showed after the play. So anyway, a few great plays from Darnold in this game. It was a phenomenal performance from him, very exciting, and the kind of stuff you want to see from him over these last few games, building momentum as we go into 2019 and starting to develop his game and build some chemistry with guys that potentially could be here next year. So the Jets are going to take on the Packers at MetLife Stadium this Sunday for their last home game of the season. And it seems like Aaron Rodgers is going to play this game. He's publicly said that he wants to finish out the last two games of the season. Uh, Packers interim coach Joe Philbin has said that they have no plans of sitting Rodgers. So it seems like we're going to get the Sam Darnold Aaron Rodgers matchup that we've been looking forward to. So Sam Darnold's getting every opportunity to shine here at the end of the season playing against some future Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Rodgers and Brady and also in the Packers. The Packers are 0-7 on the road this season. They've given up the third highest opponent passer rating in the league in road games this season. So a really good opportunity for Darnold to put up some big numbers against this Green Bay defense. The lowest passer rating the Packers have allowed in a road game this season is a 99 to Tom Brady. Everyone else has put up at least a 100. Their overall touchdown interception ratio allowed on the road this season is a 15 to 1. So this defense has really struggled this season, especially on the road. So really good chance for Darnold there to get get some confidence going, put some big numbers up, put up a lot of yards, get a lot of receptions, uh, completed passes, just to build some momentum. And we've said that word a bunch of times, momentum. It's a really good opportunity for him to do that going into next season. And for Rodgers also, he's started every game for the Packers this season. So he's been the starter and all those road losses. So he's going to try to avoid becoming 
only the fourth quarterback this century since 2000 to go 0-8 on the road in a season. The only other quarterbacks to do it are Derek Carr for the Raiders in 2014, David Carr for the Texans in 2005, and Joey Harrington for the Lions in 2003. Not great company there for the potential future Hall of Famer in Rodgers, so he's going to try to pick up his first and only road win of the season against the Jets at MetLife Stadium. And also for the Jets with Rodgers playing, it definitely obviously increases the Packers' chances of getting a win here because Rodgers is much better than Deshaun Kaiser. So the Jets are still in play for the number one pick. They could potentially get it if they lose both their games. If the Cardinals and Raiders both win one game each, the Jets would have a chance to get that number one pick if they could beat the 49ers in a potential strength of schedule tiebreaker, which is still up in the air. A very close margin between the Jets and the 49ers in the strength of schedule tiebreaker right now. The Jets do have a small advantage, I believe a half game advantage over San Francisco. That's giving the Jets the number three pick over the number four pick, which is owned by the 49ers right now, giving the Jets the number three pick in the draft order right now. So we will see how this game plays out and if the Jets will be moving up in the draft order, potentially into the top two or if Sam Darnold pulls off a win against a future Hall of Famer, which would be equally and potentially much, much more awesome than a loss moving them up the draft order. We'll see how it pans out, but either way, it seems like Darnold's going to get a great opportunity against Aaron Rodgers this week, as it's likely that he's going to play in this game. That'll do it for this edition of the Gangrene Nation podcast. Make sure to stay tuned with everything we got going on at gangrenation.com. We got plenty of Sam Darnold breakdowns, and especially into the offseason, uh, we should have a lot more Sam Darnold breakdowns from this year. It's been tough to fit them in weekly this season. I've Obviously, I've been doing my coverage breakdowns, offensive line breakdowns, but plenty of Sam Darnold stuff should come throughout the offseason, so stay tuned for that. And anyway, thanks a ton for listening in. I will be back to talk some more Jets next week. This has been the Gangree Nation Podcast. Make sure to follow Michael on Twitter at Michael underscore Nanya. And keep up with everything Jets at GangreenNation.com. Four receivers, twins formation, Darnold out of the shotgun, under pressure, scrambles right, along the line of scrimmage with a pump fake, puts it down the sideline, Herndon's got it. Chris Herndon makes the catch for a first down. Sam Darnold tiptoed along the line of scrimmage and was able to hop a throw on third down and eight to Chris Herndon. And the Jets move the chains again. Hello, I'm Ashley Carmen. I'm Caitlin Tiffany. We're the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button, the Verge's show about all the choices technology forces us to make. We're back for season three, talking about questions like, why do you delete your tweets? And why do you type in lowercase letters that make you seem like a serial killer? And why are you on an exclusive dating app? You're not that special. <laughs> We're releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and you can find us anywhere you typically find podcasts, which is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. So go ahead and subscribe and check us out.